Hey everyone, welcome back to another little shorty from Southern Pride Storytime. This is kind of an interesting one. It's one that I'm not familiar with. It's from Estonia and it's Tale of the Tuntawald. This one was kind of a head scratcher for me. I'll see if you guys feel the same way. It starts a long time ago, like most of these stories, and there was a vast moor called the Tantawald where no one dared to go. Eventually, the king of Sweden ordered the woods to be cut down, and the brave men who tried to do it said that they saw a ruined house surrounded by shadowy figures that looked like men, women, and children. One peasant who ventured closer than any of the rest of them even said that he saw a woman, an old woman, stir a fire which sent all the children running away shrieking, and an old man carried a sack that the women and children wept and tried to pull from him, and a black cat the size of a foal. Nobody believed him, but nobody would get close enough to the Tonto Wall to fulfill the king's order to basically just totally lumber the place to make it a lot less scary. So everybody's scared of this wide, vast, stretching, dark woods, which apparently is haunted by weird, shadowy, humanoid figures. A peasant remarried, and his new wife fought with him constantly and abused her stepdaughter, Elsa. One day... While gathering berries, Elsa wandered into the Tantawald and assumed that it couldn't be worse than her stepmother, so she went ahead and kept going into the woods, even though other kids warned her not to. Eventually, she met a little maiden dressed all in silk with a big black dog with a silver collar, who asked her to stay and be friends. The girls played by the sea and lived together with the maiden's mother, while the man made a copy of Elsa that he sent back to the village to live in her place. He made this copy out of blood, a bit of bread, and some clay. So it's kind of weird. Um, I'm not sure if the clay pays, plays back to um, Adam and Eve and man being made of dust or earth, but either way, this little kind of clone of her is made out of clay, bread, and a little bit of her own blood. And it goes back to live in her place. There's even a snake, a big venomous snake put into its mouth that lives inside of the clone as well. And this is meant to be not only to get rid of suspicion as to why this young girl is missing, but also to kind of take the abuse of the stepmother for her, which is kind of a miserable existence for the clone. But... That's how the story goes. So this clone goes out and takes Elsa's place while Elsa lives in a lovely cottage in the woods with the stepmother, you know, her new stepmother, her, the maiden's mother, and her, um, what is like basically a grandfather to her. And uh, she eventually, you know, just has all kinds of wonderful adventures. She receives the finest of education there. And eventually, though, the uh, maiden's mother was a little bit reluctant to take Elsa in at first, she's just heartbroken when day comes that Elsa is simply too grown up to stay with them any longer. Now, Elsa had kind of suspected this day was coming. She noticed that her little friend, the young maiden, never got any older and remained interested in childlike things while Elsa was participating in her lessons. The girl always wanted to play, things like that. So by the time it came that Elsa was a young lady, the little maiden was still a little girl. And so having outgrown her, she suspected that her purpose as a playmate was probably coming to an end. And so eventually 
the maiden's mother does tell Elsa that she does have to go home because she is now grown up, but that she has a much better future that the mother has been preparing her for while she's been staying these many years in the Tantelwald. You see, while she had been in the woods, the stepmother had beat the copy of Elsa so severely that the venomous snake eventually came out of the copy and killed her. The father found the dead stepmother and the piece of bread that was all that was left of the copy because the clay had dissolved and the snake had, I almost said run off, but I guess slithered off. And uh, so he ate the bread. I don't know why when you find a piece of bread with your dead wife's body, you just go ahead and eat it. But that's what he did. I wouldn't have. I would have thought it was poison or something. But he went ahead and ate it, went to bed really happy that his wife is no longer going to be abusing and beating and screaming at him or his daughter. But of course, the bread, having lived so long with the snake, was poison and he was dead by morning. Elsa was then turned into a beautiful bird by the maiden's mother. And as she flew home, she was shot by the prince of the land, and when she hit the ground, she turned back into the young woman. The prince found her and took her home and gave her medical attention, and eventually he married her, and she became the queen. The Tantawald, however, vanished, and no one ever saw or heard from it ever again. Now, when I said this story was a head-scratcher to me, I really mean it. Like, the ghosts at the beginning... The shadowy figures with the sack and stirring the fire and screaming children and whatnot? Never explained. Never. We're thinking this is some kind of foreshadowing at the beginning of the story. We're going to figure out what this is. No. No. No, not a bit. Not a bit. I mean, I'm guessing the, the old man was the man with the sack, but it really doesn't clarify. What's up with the dude with the bag? Was this all a test of worthiness? Like only someone brave enough to face the ghosts or someone who's life was so miserable that they didn't care whether they ran into ghosts or not? Were those the only kind of person that would be worthy of the blessings that would come from being in the Tonto Wald? I don't, I don't know. This story, I'm sure there's some kind of really whacked out symbolism here, but I'm not even sure what it is, but it is a very old story. That being said, a lot of the Japanese stories that I've read seemed at first really, really strange to me until I got more used to kind of fairy tales and story structure from that culture. So it could just be that I'm not accustomed to Estonian mythology and that this is a common structure for this story. I have no idea. It, it's a really interesting story, but there's just so much that's not explained. Like it goes on and on about how pure of heart Elsa was and how opposed to witchcraft, but using her blood to make a clone of her seems kind of witchcrafty to me. You know, I don't know. I just don't know. It It's really vague. It's really kind of dark and mysterious, but that could be part of what has helped it to last for so long. Because a lot of times the stories that are the ones that last through time are the ones that make you feel slightly unsettled and leave you with a lot of question marks. And so to me, that is, whether it's because of my unfamiliarity with Estonian legends or because it just has this kind of vague creep factor to it, to me, the story of the Tantowald or tale of the Tantowald kind of leaves me with that same feeling that this is a story that's going to last simply because it makes you just a little uncomfortable and it doesn't tie up the loose ends for the sake of 
the listener or, you know, the, the story audience, which I guess is kind of fitting because in, you know, real life is not a Marvel movie. We don't get all of our loose ends tied up. We don't get all of our questions answered. And so maybe in Estonia, it's, it's a popular storytelling device for their stories to work the same way. And they just don't, you just don't get your loose ends tied up just like life. Maybe this is their way of kind of preparing children for the fact that some mysteries are going to remain mysteries your whole life. I don't know. But overall, this story is one that I've given a lot of thought to the last few days because it does leave so many open-ended questions. It's kind of wormed its way into my bony little brain. And I can't really shake it (laughs) because it seems so strange to me. If you've heard this story or you're more familiar with it or other Estonian myths, I would love to hear more on your thoughts on the matter. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Facebook or at my email, southernpridestorytime at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this more kind of mysterious and strange story of the Tantelwald. It almost feels like two or three different stories that they chopped up and smushed different pieces together. I don't know. I'm Again, it could just be my lack of familiarity with it, but it's it's very interesting, and I would love to hear your thoughts. As always, please like, subscribe, share, and tune in again for more little stories like this. Um, every time you tune in, I get to see my numbers go up, and it's really encouraging. It helps me you know, stay motivated to continue telling these stories and researching them, and it does help me learn more about other cultures and really more about my own, and it's so much fun and so fascinating. So I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.